This Wednesday at 9 p.m., we get down and dirty with a group investigation of the Dr. Best House. Today, we will find out how electrotherapy cures everything, how sitting with a ghost might make you smell toast, and how milk can make a house spooky. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we've got a little bit of an interesting episode for you. Uh, we got a different structure, different people. Uh, first, I'd like to shout out our first guest of the episode, uh, Fallon, if you'd like to say something. Hi, everyone. Hello. So, for those of you at uh, home, Fallon's my girlfriend, and she was actually our in for this episode. So, mad props to her for getting this all organized. Amen to that. And to her mom, right? Yes. Shout out to Fallon's mom for getting us a connection with Bobby, who we'll mention later, but shout out to her as well. Way to go, Cindy. So, uh, another shout out um, from Nick to Troy. Troy, sorry (laughs) that you couldn't be on this episode. Uh, It was a little bit of a last minute switch up, but we're glad that you were able to come with us on the investigation. Indeed he did, even though he was a big crybaby, you know, huge scaredy cat you yeah know, jumping at every jumping in every sound every corner he's in here to defend, to defend himself so <laughs> yeah that's the real reason he didn't come on the episode is he was he's still quaking scared. in his boots um are there any shout outs from you guys shout out to my wonderful girlfriend sarah who keeps asking me when she's gonna tell a story of bashbish some native american woman who died off the waterfall even though the story is like two sentences long i keep telling her <laughs> that's not like Geronimo. It's I don't know. Maybe no, that's from somewhere. that Scooby Doo episode. <laughs> okay, I'm telling her. You know, you gotta find maybe find a longer story. So shout out to her. Nick, any other shout outs from you other than to Troy? Um, David Hoy, of course. <laughs> Super fan, David Hoy. Yeah, I gotta get that one out there. All right. Without further ado, then let's get into tonight's episode where we will be exploring our first ever team in-person investigative episode. Boots on the, the ground. Yeah, at the Dr. Best House in Middleburg, New York. So, for those of you who don't know, Middleburg is a town in upstate New York and was established in 1712. So, one of the older towns of uh, the United States. Um, and it has a lot of rich history because... It's been around for a while. Uh, One important piece of uh, history, which I learned going on this investigation, is that uh, it was a very important place for the American Revolution because it was known as the breadbasket of the revolution. Uh, There was a lot of farms, and unfortunately this led to a lot of raids from British soldiers, and uh, there was a lot of hardship at the time, but... Uh, they provide a, they provided a lot of important supplies for the revolution. And Fallon, being closer to the area, can you provide any other interesting history of Middleburg? I remember there was a couple of things about the floods and whatnot, but I didn't know if you could better speak to that than I could. I mean, the floods were more recent, like 2012 or 2011, whenever um, I believe it was Hurricane Irene came through. But honestly, like a lot of the history we were afraid was going to be lost in the area because that entire valley, the Schoharie Valley, just flooded out, completely flooded Schoharie and Middleburg. Like, 
I was also boots on the ground after the hurricane and was helping clean up and these houses were just gone. I don't even know how Dr. Best got so lucky that the flood basically just stopped like a couple hundred yards before the property. Divine intervention. So disastrous. Yeah. So anything you guys found in your little bits of research? I mean, I knew of Middleburg before doing this. I mean, I Aaron, you might have because of Fallon, but I know Frank probably didn't. But never heard of it. Yeah, Schoharie County is south, is a couple counties south of where I'm from. But we would play like their school and sports and stuff. So I've been there only a handful of times. But I was, you know, only focused on okay, we're going to the school to play sports. I didn't, you know, go to look around or anything. But the Dr. Best House is right next to the high school. So if oh. I missed it, then I'm just blind. Or I no, just don't remember. I'm blind. That's and true. Frank can't remember. That's true. Ooh. What? So But it's it's a very oh it's so it's a very pretty town. The drive there, oh man, it's great. If you, if anyone ever gets a chance to go there do it it's very nice it's a very it's very nice scenery i can't imagine what it'd look like in the fall gotta hit up roman's nose for that oh yeah that is in middleburg it's about two miles from the dr best house yeah friends of mine have uh hiked there nick mentioned the drive was very pretty it was beautiful so nick drove separately the rest of us carpooled very snug in the car, wonderful car, and yeah, it felt that like was the, the start. The real terror. Yes, no, really. Well, <laughs> Ghostbusters started playing right in the middle. Oh, no, I funny. forgot about that. <laughs> but um, it felt like a like a like a college or like teen or college horror movie where it starts with road trip, everyone get in the car <laughs> and like beautiful scenery, and we're joking in the car and we're listening. It's like. Oh yeah, we're gonna go to a ooh, a spooky place. We're gonna check it out, whatever. So that was so. Wait, who very am I in the in my horror mind. movie? If I showed up separately, am I am I Van Helsing? You must be Van Helsing. Oh, yeah. good, 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 good. But it's ended up. Um, we didn't all die, I think, which is good. We were close, but not quite. That's why Troy's not on the episode. That's true. Rest in peace, Troy. So the Doctor Best House was a home and doctor's office for two generations of family for doctors or family of doctors um, for over a hundred years. And I have a couple of pictures in the notion. Hopefully we can put them in the show notes. Figures but one and two. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever Frank decides for the uh, figure numbers, but um, very old timey pictures. They don't look too different now because it's pretty well preserved. Unfortunately, was missed by the flood. Um, but Dr. S- Christopher S. Best, who was the founder of the Dr. Best House, uh, was a very dedicated person to his community. And he was an all-around great guy. And he was super involved. Like He was the founder of the Middleburg Telephone Company in 1897. He was the last president of the Middleburg and Schoharie Railroad. And obviously, he was the uh, founder and main doctor of the Dr. Best House. So he he really did a lot. Truly a renaissance man. 
truly one of the stories that the current volunteer director, Bobby, which we'll talk about her a little bit later. Good friend um, of the show. Yes. She, uh, she told us a story about how the best family supported, I think she said three women mm-hmm. fully to go to college. And uh, back in the day, wasn't too common for women to go to college at all, much less to have the full support of a doctor. <laughs> One thing to throw in, I think, I'm not certain about this, but I think I heard Bobby throw in that the house was built for Dr. Best's father, but that might have been a throwaway sentence. And I never heard anything about it. So I don't know, maybe it was built for the father and then the father passed away and it quickly passed to the whatever. Did, did you come across anything, Aaron or Nick, that said directly that it was built for Christopher Best? Well, Christopher Best was the first doctor there. Yeah, so I don't know if yeah, I, don't I misheard that. Yeah, there's a chance. So I'll just say there's a chance that it was built, the, the house, the building was built for the father. And then when it passed to the son, Dr. Best, the first Dr. Best, he turned into his practicing mm, building. Yeah, but that I'm not sure about. That was but... a throwaway sentence I think I heard, so. Yeah. Not sure. All right. Well, anyway, a lot of other great stuff. Um, Dr. Best, he he worked there, I think, until like 1934, I want to say, something around there um, when he passed away. Um, but he also had support from his son in the practice, Dr. Duncan L. Best. Um, he joined the practice in 1932 and continued until 1986. And like his father, very dedicated to his community. He, uh, in 1991, bequeathed the home to the Middleburg Library in hopes that the doctor's office would be preserved and open to the public as a medical exhibit. So, you know, very generous guy to just donate his house to the library and said, hey, make sure the public is free to explore. You definitely don't hear about that a lot. Yeah, a lot of great opportunity, you know? Yeah, a lot of times it's like, oh, yeah, we'll sell it to you for this much money. And it's always a cash grab and things end up getting spoiled and tainted because there's not enough generosity. But it was very reassuring of uh, my hopes for humanity. (laughs) So true, true. Um. And currently, the Dr. Best House is run and supported, I think, by the Middleburg Library, the Rotary Club, and the Century Club. Um, Although I think now it might just be like the Dr. Best House Museum as its own separate entity. I don't know if it's still an amalgamation of those three. But Yeah, it seems from talking to Bobby, I asked her directly, and that's the sense I got that it is a separate entity called the Dr. Best Museum yeah. that lives off donations and the small amount that was bequeathed to the uh, to keep, you know, the upkeep of, of the building. Yeah. However many years ago in the, you know, 91. Yeah. So um, one of the things that they do with the, those donations is to preserve the house itself and all the belongings and medical equipment inside of it. Um, so the original furniture is still there. The medical equipment is still there. 
there were empty, I hope, food cans and things <laughs> that are original to <laughs> the house at some point that are still there. Um, and there's a lot of uh, pictures of the family and personal belongings that are there that were donated. So um, they really do a great job at, you know, keeping things as they were. And I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I felt like it was walking into the past, going in there. Hundred percent. Yeah, it was like I mean, a sna- it was like a snapshot of a different time. Yeah, it felt like it felt were... like oh Frank, what's that thing called? Oh, time. It felt like a time slip, but it was a time slip. Yeah, it's like oh wait, we're now in the eighteen. I guess except for the light bulbs and everything. <laughs> but well, they do have to modernize. No, some I know, things, I know, like, but like the alarm system. Yeah, I know, but like the actual like. Basically, the house. It literally felt like, oh, we're walking to this nice house. Oh, now it's the 1890s. What the heck happened? I was in one room, and I turned into the wall, and there was just a old telephone. I don't even know what they called it back then. Maybe telegraph. I don't know. That was labeled like 1880-something, and it was just well, still on the wall. I'm like, wow. Yeah, I think based on the fact that uh, Dr. Best was the founder of the Middleburg Telephone Company, it was probably still a telephone. <laughs> That's that makes a lot of sense. Yes, indeed. He did have his speaking tubes in the building, which was very cool as well. I have to say, like, I did not personally experience this, but I feel like those that got to use the bathroom of a house in the 1800s, like, that's got to be the coolest thing, right? Oh, yeah. yeah I think Bobby oh, yeah. said they replaced the toilet, but still, that sink was mighty old. <laughs> Original soap. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> Um, but uh yeah a lot of this stuff i think there was like a there was a toy gun that one of the little boys had uh, and it was made just completely out of wood and had no paint or anything it was just a wooden gun it didn't do anything fancy and i think today's generation would be surprised to see it doesn't even have like a trigger or anything Meanwhile, they're playing with like Fortnite Nerf guns. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not kidding. There are Fortnite Nerf guns. Oh, I see Balance brother has one. I I try to get them. Yeah, a lot of very interesting stuff there. Now to kind of transition us um, into why we're talking about this house. Like it's it's a cool thing to talk about in general, but this is a spooky podcast. Well, like, what's the deal? So, um, slightly tragic truth to the story is that most of the Dr. Best family uh, died within the home. I think Dr. Best himself, Christopher, died in the house. I think there was a young boy that died in the house. I'm trying to remember his name. From unpasteurized milk. Yeah. I, I think Bobby said something about unpasteurized milk. Yeah which was pretty lethal back then. Um, I think his name was Michael. Uh, and I think Emma I was the daughter. Um, she passed away at an old age, mind you. But she died in the house. So a lot of death in the house. And also, it was a like a hospital-esque thing. Like, it was a doctor's office, and... Well, the technology there was pretty good for the time. Sometimes, you know, things happen and people pass away or are in pain. 
And so, as we've seen in the past, uh, that energy can manifest itself into the form of spirits. So it seems. Also, I in the show notes and for you guys in the Discord, I dropped a link to findyourgrave.com, the grave of Dr. Christopher Suits Best, who, uh, according to, I think both Bobby and here, for, you know, two sources, went by Chris. You can see actually all the family members listed here in their graves as well. I'm not sure if it's listing everyone, but could be useful to put together a, a family tree here to all the, the children and the half-siblings and multiple spouses. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. There was um, Dr. Best had a wife, and I think she died. Um, Pretty young, right? Yeah, and she was sick. That Although, would have been Laura. Laura Booth Scott. Yeah. Best. That sounds right. Um, but she passed away, I think, because she was sick. Although there are theories that she was with child. But at the time, you just said sick. You didn't really bring up the topic of pregnancy. Which yeah, is so interesting. wasn't that interesting when, when Bobby mentioned that? that? Yeah. So it was the implication that she... She died during childbirth. That's, no, Bobby had from... uh, Bobby had actually mentioned that she suspected it may have been gestational diabetes. They didn't know that oh, she was yes, potentially yes. pregnant at the time. It makes you wonder, right? How much? Yeah, uh, you, know, you could find records of old things and and death records or newspaper reports and so on. And if you don't have the context of the time and, and what was taboo to talk about or not. You might just read things at face value, but there's another, there's probably always another layer that you just don't know unless people have written about those layers and like con contemporaries of, of that, of those sources have written that down, you know? Yeah. And we're very fortunate that um, the Dr. Best Museum uh, has preserved all these records fairly yes. well. So uh, we have a lot of information about goings on of the 18 to 1900s so crazy stuff um so circling back a lot of well not a lot but maybe some death and uh, pain of being a doctor's office could have manifested some spirits and we will uh, get into some stories of that um so for those at home just a little bit of uh, current context, uh, a group of us being the four of us in this uh, episode right now, and Troy, who was on a previous episode, um, we went to the Dr. Best house for a private tour of the house with the volunteer director, Bobby, that we've mentioned a few times now. Um, and so Bobby and her assistant, I want to say her name was Kelly, um, took us through a historical overview of the house and talked about the best family and walked us through and explained each of the rooms. And there were a lot of rooms, you know, a house of that size today would probably have like five rooms, but this had well over a dozen rooms, I would say. The right and, way uh, to have a house. This open concept nonsense. Nah, I want. 30,000 rooms in my house. Well, Troy brought that up, right? He said, he asked, um, he asked Bobby, like, 
was that the thing back then? You know, there was no open concept. And she said, yeah, it wasn't very common to have open concept rooms. And Troy also suggested, and she confirmed that it also helped with heating in the cold, yeah, having he, more walls and smaller spaces. Back then, each room was, that was the room. Like, you had your own space, and that was that. Like, the dining room, that's what it was. There wasn't the dining room connected to the kitchen, connected to the living room, connected to the bathroom. Yeah. The entranceway and the, and the separate entranceway between the, you know, the, what do you call it? The vestibule within yeah. the, between the two doors and the entrance. So very different than designs now. So I, I'd like to think I'd have a house like that. I want a nice, um, the name of the architecture style is Italianate. Or maybe, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Of course, it, that's, that's what you want. And it was, which was super popular that time period when those houses were made. It was like sweeping the nation. There was one particular architect that made it popular, especially like in the Northeast. Um, like neoclassical, fancy, you know, not dumb, boring, cheap, flat stuff that you see now, you know? So it was a really beautiful building inside and outside. The thing that I thought was actually really cool about the house is that it could be completely divided in half with like uh, the doors that are like set in the wall. So that if oh, yeah. Dr. Best had a patient, you could actually like conduct business on the right side of the house while the family was still in the left, like living their daily lives. Yeah. Do you think they ever like heard like sound seeped through? Like, oh, I'm sure. Probably a little, but I'd have to imagine, you know, it wasn't too shocking to if your dad's a doctor and, you know, you got patients that you're apparently, uh, treating with electroshock therapy or, or saws for amputation yeah there was a for context there was a device there it was essentially like two leiden jars which are just big like batteries essentially like old style batteries um that was said to cure like a list of things like alcoholism like baldness um Wait, I have a picture. Did anyone take a picture of that? I took a picture of the list. I definitely have a picture. Yeah, but the, there was a crazy list. It's like diabetes and there was like some weird, like it, it was a weird list of things to <laughs> have treated with one device. But uh, Do I would have some to, of them? if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's shaking his head. Abscess. I'm just going to jump through. Abscess, acne, alcoholism, alopecia, anemia, appendicitis, asthma, blindness. Uh, I don't know if I should read this one because like, this, this must be a typo, right? I believe this is meant to say brain fog, but the letter was wrong. Yeah. It said something. Yeah. Um, maybe it was okay to say that word back in the 1800s, but I don't think so. Bronchitis. That's when you're from the Bronx. Cancer, cataract, constipation, and on and on and on. Rheumatism, red nose, obesity, moles, lupus, paralysis, leukemia. It's crazy. But yeah. Gray hair is just <laughs> next to hemorrhoids. So Fallon actually has an update, guys. So Yeah, I uh, just was in contact with our historical expert. And uh, the young boy that died from a uh, fever from the unpasteurized milk was named James Leonard Best. And he was the firstborn child of Christopher and Ursula, who was his second wife. And then his first wife's name, who we mentioned uh, probably died from diabetes, her name was Laura Scott Best. 
and they had a child together who was named Blanche. Um, later on, it turned out that they were uh, searching through death certificates, and they discovered she passed away from diabetes in her early 30s. And it's literally just speculation that she may have been pregnant, and it could have been gestational diabetes. But as Aaron mentioned before, it was wife sick. There wasn't really <laughs> much medical records on females. Yikes. That's wild. It looks like um, the little boy, James, passed away around age six. Seven, I think Bobby seven. said. Yeah. In like 1901 or 19, uh, 1893. You were in his uh, room. You remember? Yes. We'll talk yeah, about Aaron that. Yeah, Aaron was uh, fervently ghost hunting in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, no respect for that. Yeah, we'll get into band. that uh, later. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, a lot of crazy stuff. Um, I want to just take a moment, shout out Bobby again. Like, we're literally recording the episode and she's yeah, that's available crazy. to talk. Like, that's awesome. Can't give her more props. Um, but yeah, uh, circling back, um, you know, uh, Bobby was uh, very uh, supportive of us and allowed us to, you know, walk through the whole house, um, even after dark. Um, and uh, very I just want to... She was very patient with us. I mean, yes, she sat with us for way longer than she had to. Yeah. <laughs> um and we were just like all, doo, 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 you know oh yeah. what, what about this what about that yeah all purely out of her own generosity like it wasn't like oh well she's billing by the hour kind of thing like she was very generous um and i want to kind of not to knock your your last story nick but uh <laughs> the the stark contrast between the person of the asylum and bobby it's astounding oh yeah bobby is much more helpful i meant that we talked about that was a whole part of the episode you weren't knocking anything i meant that was a part of it (laughs) yeah we even told bobby uh, (laughs) yeah we did (laughs) she thought it was ridiculous the prices they were charging but uh yeah and she was even willing to shout out the podcast so thanks again and obviously i'd like to take a second to say if you're in the area, please support the Dr. Best House. Go visit. Please donate. We'll try and set up a link uh, in the show I'll notes. I'll track it down. She tried to not give it. She was like, oh, we don't really ask for it. I'm like, what? This is a big house. Yeah. Because you, so, you need money to keep that up. It's crazy. So yeah. we'll definitely track down the, the link where you can donate directly online or, or figure out how to do so. Yeah. So uh, without further ado... Let's get into the spooky stories only 30 minutes into the episode. (laughs) Um, So uh, I would like to start by saying there have not been any negative spooky stories, which is kind of atypical because usually a place like that, you're bound to have one or two like more malicious experiences. But that was not the case here. Um, And a lot of the stories are... Mostly like hearing heavy footsteps coming from rooms that nobody's in or seeing shadows of places that uh, nobody's at. Um, but I'll get into some more specific stories here. So 
one of the first stories that uh, we were told was that of the Vitrola. Um, so basically, uh, in the front room, like the entranceway, they have a Vitrola that Bobby recalls. Um, there was a time after, it may have been after a tour, or it was her and a group of friends. Um, they were playing some music on the Vitrola, enjoying the night. Um, and as, you know, they headed out, Bobby was starting to put stuff away, took the needle off the Vitrola, um, and then was going and doing other things in another room and heard a loud bump come from the entranceway. And it sounded almost like someone picked up and dropped the Vitrola. Um, and nobody was in the room at the time because they had all just left. So that's a pretty, pretty heavy thing too. Yeah, it, it was not like a oh, it's it's a little um like desk size. No, this was a full on like not quite person height, but like child height uh Vitrola. So, what do you guys think of that? There's something uh different about this whereas, you know, the other episodes we've done, we've we've heard maybe similar stories or crazy more like ridiculous stories um but for this we heard this story by the person who experienced it and then she pointed to the object and we looked at it i was standing right in front of it and we walked up to it and we can look at it and we're like whoa and there's something very different about that that was really really cool and very interesting um yeah you know we were that much closer to the actual story than just like learning about something third hand or fourth hand that was pretty cool. Yeah, and like you said, it was one of the very first things she said, and I was like, whoa. It's going to be an interesting yeah. tour. Yeah, it really adds a different perspectives to things when you're able to, like, <laughs> like okay, yeah, you could hear a story of, like, uh, like us telling it now. It's kind of like, okay, yeah, sure, they dropped the Vitrola and really like, picked it up, put it down. But to see it and see, oh, that's a heavy object, like, crazy. Definitely. Um, there was another story. Um, if anyone wants to jog my memory, it's a little hazy. But um, there's a story of an investigation uh, where they heard a loud banging noise on the wall at the mention of someone's brother. Couldn't quite remember all the details of the story. Uh, we tried to, you know... I appreciate Frank's uh, diligent note taking and Fallon's note taking. And terrible shorthand. Um, um, just writing like random words down. <laughs> so but, I appreciate uh, you trying to piece it back together. Yeah. Um, so uh, we were trying to, you know, experience it firsthand, but also for our viewers out there, um, try and have something to record about tonight. So uh, that's all I can really remember about that story. But. Me too. You know, it, it, it's a little strange, you know, you're talking and then all of a sudden you hear a loud bang noise and presumably no object seems to have made that noise. That was a pretty if, common theme, right? Like the banging noises on walls or floors, whether it be footsteps or tapping. The much, much later on after, you know, once we talk about like our experiences, there's one thing that I don't know if I did experience or not, but it's somewhat related to that. Um, so that, that, that goes back to what you said, not very negative experiences. There obviously was 
there there were always good experiences or good feelings about this family and about the house. So I, I think that if there are things, if there are spirits here, that would reflect that, right? So I think it does um it does make sense that you're gonna get sort of subtle passive things instead of like the vitrola being flung at your head when you look away <laughs> trying to kill you. Yeah. Uh, so. Another thing too is um, with a young boy like that having passed away, um, you know, it's a little bit more playful of a spirit probably, unless it was like a gruesome death. But I wouldn't exactly call milk a gruesome death. <laughs> Untimely, yes. <laughs> gruesome, no. Okay. Tell that to lactose intolerant people. Okay, well, yeah, like me, I'm, I'm, I'm becoming lactose intolerant as I get older. But that's it's because you're I, yeah, not I, drinking cow's milk. I just got un, I just got unpasteurized milk cheese <gasps> in Vermont. Frank, be careful! Oh my god, but, how did how did Sarah let you buy that? <laughs> she's the one who wanted it. It's, I'll talk about. It. It's fine. The cows are like not fed crap, but I believe wasn't weren't we to, weren't we told that um that corner of the little boy's room was where his mother would stay with him as he was very, very ill. By the bed. By the bed, like by the bedside. So presumably, you know, it was uh, an extended period of suffering for that that Mm. poor kid. That's a good point. Sorry to uh, demean uh, milk death. Um, (laughs) Well, it's, it's not, it's not, it wasn't violent. Yeah, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, the boy was murdered, um, and murdered by like, strewn across the room. Like, um, <laughs> it was unfortunate, but not unheard of. <laughs> yes. Um. So, but yeah, you know, most of the spirits there seem positive and not necessarily like actively helping people per se, but. More so just existing peacefully. Um, like, there was another story, which this one really caught my eye. Um, there was a story of a woman, I think, that was on the tour. Um, she had sat in the chair, the one that I had sat in during our like interview after the tour. And the woman at the time did not know that's where um, Emily or Emma I don't remember the name per se. I think she went by Emma, but her name may have been Emily. Looks like it was just Emma. Yeah, she was the final of the best family. To uh, live in the house. The daughter. Um, and she had sat in the chair for many years in her old age with a toaster on the table. And she would make herself breakfast in the morning. Um, and the woman at the time was not privy to this information. Um, and she as they were like talking about the house and whatnot she could swear that she could smell toast as she sat in the chair and that's pretty cool yeah it's a very unique thing like it's a lot of the stories don't typically involve smell which is well what do you interesting i don't know because that's that's something that I didn't consider that ghosts could do. Like, I didn't know they could just make a smell, you know? That reminds me of uh, a random piece of Catholic trivia. 
to become a saint, you have to have miracles associated with you that are investigated by the Vatican, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes when people talk about saints um, interceding for them or on their behalf, or even like visitations of Mary, which is a very common thing in like the Catholic uh, tradition, it's all, uh, very, very common. It's, it's associated with a sense of smell that comes um, to people. Like they get a sense of smell of uh, different smells associated with different saints. I think with Mary, like the scent of roses and such, like always pleasant smells. And that's, that's probably adjacent to ghosts, right? Yeah. Similar veins, spirits, yeah. and so on. Holy Spirit and spirit and saints. There you go. Seems literally the Holy Spirit was called the Holy Ghost. So true. Straight up. But yeah, so we don't hear about that in like ghost stories a lot, but there definitely is a strong tra- tradition there of spiritual visitations being associated with sin. Yeah, that one was interesting to me because that's something like, okay, you know, sight, hearing. I, that's a little easier to like, oh, okay, you're in a dark room, you see something, it might just be your imagination or whatnot, but it's kind of hard to imagine a specific smell like that. Definitely. So, Nick, what do you think? I think I'm glad it was that it was just a smell of toast because they're also the bad smells when there's something bad. Mm. That's so. true. That on, the, on the flip side, you hear that all the time with... <laughs> so. Yeah. Good like thing it was just toast. Yeah, good thing it was just toast. Yeah. And you know, there um, are other things adjacent to spirits and ghosts that are associated with bad smells too. Go on. Nick's feet. No, no. no. Bigfoot. <laughs> Bigfoot? Yes. But <laughs> not to derail. Skunk cape? Exactly. Yes, exactly. Skunk cape. For <laughs> the Bigfoot. Perfect. So uh i'm just gonna keep going through the list of stories i found interesting um bobby was with a group of people and she was going upstairs to look for a photo for them and as she got to the top landing it sounded almost like a tall thin agile man maybe it was duncan best um noticed her and then quickly stepped away out of sight and she heard the floorboards creak when obviously None of the group was upstairs at the time. And I don't know, like, it's very different to me. Like, if I had read that story online, I would be like, okay, you probably just, the house was shifting or you hear something. But to speak with the person that uh, experienced it herself, um, and a disclaimer, she isn't too big of a believer in the the supernatural and paranormal in fact uh she's actually quite scared of some of the things like a lot of the <laughs> stories um end in her uh screaming okay pretty much every story ended with bobby screaming yeah so um i don't know it just seems very different to talk with the person that experienced it versus just reading about it online what do you guys think? I mean, I would love to try and track down the people that wrote those stories for Vale Cemetery and actually have them Yo. tell me it. Because yeah. th- those are all online, so I know exactly what you mean. 
Well, I think it was just, it was cool to be there in person and have like the visual aid of like, this is where I was standing. That's the Victrola. But also like to see that Bobby was like very passionate about like what she does at the Dr. Best house. Like she's very educated and she like almost knows these people personally without having ever met them. Like she knows their like habits and what they like, what they dislike, like the toast thing. Like it's insane to like be there, have this knowledge and then have some random person be like, oh, I smell toast. Like I would like go white and just never come back to this house. Definitely. In fact, adding on to that, Fallon, didn't Bobby say that her mother was delivered by Dr. Duncan Best? I believe so. There were quite a few relatives, basically yeah. in Middleburg. If if you go back a couple of generations, everybody knew the best. That was the area doctor. I think, uh, Bobby, I think Bobby said, too, that she may have uh, gone there as a kid a few times. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So yeah, I mean, there was. I, I I thought it was funny that she dropped that like towards the very very end. I was like, oh yeah. whoa, that's that's a that's a personal connection. That's kind of cool. Just leave, yeah. saving that just for the end there. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, that dining room table chat was just late night ghost stories at a haunted house Wednesday at nine p.m. Yep. It was <laughs> it was quite truly. Literally. The embodiment of Wednesday at 9 p.m. Yeah. That was great. Um, so moving on to our next story. Bobby was with her, I think she said 17-year-old daughter at the time. Uh, and they were taking a picture of a newspaper. I want to say it was something with like the anniversary of the Titanic. Maybe I'm mixing stories together. No, that sounds right. Um, and at this point, it was dusk out, but not dark. Um, and they could see the back door um and they heard the alarm go off like okay someone opened the back door and we heard and that alarm when we yes. went through the back yeah. classic ADT fashion yep <laughs> um and so she thought it was like uh her other daughter i, I want to think it was the other daughter um <clears throat> and so she heard two girls whispering and so she told her 17 year old to go s- sneak over and scare her sister um and the seventeen year old did so and then jumped out from behind the corner and nobody was there. And nobody was there. Okay, but you're missing part of the story. All right. Where the daughter that supposedly came in the back door was um on her way over from the high school because she was doing drama or something. And so Bobby called over to the teacher, whomever was watching these students, and go, Have you seen my daughter and the the teacher goes yeah she's been on the stage the whole time and that's when bobby goes classic bobby fashion gets the heck out of the house and (laughs) finished up their business very quickly yeah that's a good point i completely forgot about that part um that's why we brought you in as the guest for having the good memory memory. damn um but yeah, a lot of weird stories, um, and I think that was most of the stories that happened in the Dr. Best house, That, at least most of the like the super interesting ones. 
um, Bobby told us that she had an experience outside of the Dr. Best house. She was uh, by the old Stone Fort Cemetery in Middleburg, and she saw an overweight old lady, as she described, um, who shouldn't have been there because they were like doing renovation or something or it was closed. Um, and so Bobby went over to go tell the lady, like, hey, you're not allowed to be there. Um, and as she went around the, the corner of the building, the lady wasn't there anymore. Um, and so it's kind of not plausible that an old fat lady gets around wow. that quick. Can I make an Speak addendum? for yourself. Oh, we got an addendum from Fallon. So part of that story was that um, the old stone fort does like reenactments and she thought what she saw was one of the actors over in the cemetery at the old stone fort that shouldn't be in that area for the reenactment. So she went over to like redirect them and then that person was gone because I think we all know Bobby is not willingly chasing a ghost. True. Right. Um. <clears throat> Oh my god! So, what, what if she was wearing white, Frank? True. What if that was Resurrection Mary, but she put on a few pounds? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say it like a woman in white. That's like that's we, the initial. like we saw at RPI, right, Nick? Oh, stop it! Stop but it. that's the uh, the initial I think story that kind of kicked off the whole woman in white, at least in modern times, mm. was Resurrection Mary in Chicago. I want to Sounds say. right. Sure. But I don't know. Someone look it up when you're listening. Look it up. Great. Yeah. Feel free story. to correct us. Um, yes. Wednesday9pm.com slash 13. In case you don't know where to listen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is episode 13. I forgot. Spooky. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, so the, those were the the main stories. Am I miss Am I missing any uh, stories? I know. I remember Bobby saying that um, James's room, like the little boy. Mm-hmm. I remember her saying that that room in particular was like, you know, I think people felt the strangest. I believe you she know, said herself too, right? And yeah, like she felt being the in that room, that you room feel the heaviest. Yeah. Well, wasn't that also the room with one of the paranormal investigations? I forget what the device is called. The EVP? Yeah. Oh. And they uh they had the box. Nobody was in the room, but they heard a child calling dad. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. And she played that recording for us. Yeah. Um, is that up there? I think so. I Which do have a link. Few, I'm yeah. Sure. I do have a link to the evps i think that we'll talk about hopefully if, if i can coordinate it like nick did um it's a little bit harder to grab the links when they're on drive but uh but yeah um i think those were the main stories so i wanted to get into like the evidence that people have found um one of which was the evps but we'll get to that in a sec the first piece, which I have included in the notions and will include in the show notes, um, I believe Bobby was telling us there was a person who was waiting outside for the place to open and um, was just looking and saw something strange in the window. So, no, 
in the doorway no so the doorway is like very ornate glass <laughs> and so she thought the door was pretty she was taking a picture of the door she did not originally see what shows up in this picture oh that was my understanding anyways i i believe you you've been right you. about a lot so um but uh as you guys can see um there appears to be like a greenish hue to the bottom and the blown up image shows what looks to be like an older man like almost like his head to the glass with his two hands like cupped around his eyes to as if he's looking through the glass it's kind of like goosebumps just looking at this yeah yeah and, and this was also where that speaking tube is for people to like Almost call on Doctor Best should he have been in his back examination room. Yeah, what what is this? Like, if we take a step back, right? You know, what the heck is going on in this picture? Right? It's not clear. It's not a clear picture of an obvious thing, right? You have to try to see the outline of first, and but at the same time, it's not random static. Like you can easily make out the general shape of a man with his arms up with a face with a mustache with a nose with eyes yeah yeah this is bizarre that gets me is his his very iconic white mustache is pretty clear in that picture but are we just seeing that like reading that into the picture how could we can't right i mean it's 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 an old guy with a mustache yeah i I would i will say of all the images that we've seen this one is by far the clearest in terms of like i think this is legit like this was taken back before people really photoshopped things anymore well yeah and bobby for the record left her computer facing me when she showed you guys this this picture and it just was like staring into my soul for like 10 minutes and i like (laughs) had to move my seat because i just couldn't take it anymore (laughs) But uh, That's yeah, it, it looks quite a bit like Doctor Chris Best. So, uh, so then follow that through, though, right? Let's say follow that line of reasoning through. Let's say it is. What are we looking at then? What is this? What is the mechanism that makes this possible? And what is going on here? Is the spirit of Doctor Christopher Best? Because to me, it doesn't look like he's cupping. It looks like he's doing this. Yeah, I don't know how I'm going to describe oh, this for people Frank, listening. Nobody can see you right now. I know. Oh, Looks like he's doing this thing. Like, where you Bro, put the like, hoodie your owl? The what? Sure, we'll go with that though. What is it called? <laughs> the hoodie owl is what she called it. It's like is what, it, what is Bill that? Murray does in Meatballs. The thing that Bill for Murray does in Meatballs. For our older generation. Okay. He's going like this, like making the funny, making like yeah, a funny almost face. Almost like you've got the, like, the glasses and you like have like the like in gravity falls when mabel puts on her skepticals exactly you know, nick you know right <laughs> oh yeah well a picture of mabel in the show notes side by side haters will say you see dr best in that image yeah <laughs> but also the thing i find interesting about this photo is if you look in the upper left corner like you can see there's like shadows like where a tree like maybe is playing tricks on the glass like an image but then like the shadow is like on that side of the glass it's not on the right side where we see the image of this ghost you can also see the reflection of the the woman it looks like yeah 
I don't like looking at this. I'm like, I'm going to scroll off of this. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> well, for Frank's scaredy pants, we can move to the EVPs if you'd like. Well, there's the other picture, no? The big blown up photo? The one that was on the horse hair. So oh, far. yeah, we can go to that one if you'd like. Want to talk about pre-Photoshop. Pre- yeah. This one was definitely pre-Photoshop, but personally, I don't think it's as uh, as clear to me. What? I don't know. I, there's definitely something there. Yeah, Are you blind? Well, I mean, I can see it. It's just, I don't know. It doesn't look like... The other one looks like Dr. Best. This just looks like an outline of a person. Of a lady. Oh, I'm sorry it's not in high res, honey. Yeah, where are the high res ghosts at? Well, what was the context for this picture? Wasn't this part of just a stack of old photos that were just in some drawer for the longest time? Pretty so. much. And then just one day, uh, was it Bobby who, who skimmed through and found? Or I don't remember who specifically potentially found Potentially another volunteer. They... They had no idea these photos were up there. They were just going through the many things that, like, this house, it's it's like somebody's house that was lived in, you know? Like, there's always something many, many new years. to find, and it happened to be this stack of photos this day. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I can I can see the woman silhouette. Do we, who do we think it is? There are a few women in this house. There was Laura, Ursula, Emma, or Emily. I don't know. I believe it's just, I think in my notes, maybe I, uh, in my haste, I typed Emily. But, Although uh, I, I don't think that Blanche Emma. died in the house. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, I don't you... know that Blanche was involved really with the house. Um, But who do we think it is? Man, if you zoom on this image, you can almost see like crossed arms or arms in the front or like a skirt. I was skirt, thinking that too. Maybe. Like, like it, it almost reminds me of like when a woman wears like a shawl in the old timey. So like oh, yeah. it's almost like a triangle around her neck and then you see the undercolor on her arm. Yeah, you could almost even make out a face if you zoom in enough. But I, I don't, don't even think it looks like a woman. What? what? I thought it was like, a woman. I'm, Do you think I'm it looks looking, like a guy or not even yeah, like a person? I'm looking at the top. And it it reminds me of like an old military uniform top, and then there's like a like a hat oh. that like not like Civil War because that that was before this, but that hat that like kind of uh, those generals would wear. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it looks like to me. <clears throat> well, Nick, that's interesting you say that because wasn't Duncan in the military for some time? I think I believe so. there's that whole there's that hat room upstairs too, and isn't there like military memorabilia up there? I saw I, some certificate. Oh yeah, on the, the safari well. hat. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't think that's I don't think it's the safari <laughs> hat. But. No, but it was up there. <laughs> Can you imagine you see a ghost and it's just wearing like a safari hat? <laughs> and you're the that would be rad though. Except I'd be fr- afraid of like the guy in Jumanji. <laughs> True, but yeah, we should, I, we should add. Uh, did we mention that this place has been is relatively well known as a haunted house? I hate to use the term haunted house because that's so loaded, but TV shows have been filmed here. Yeah, um, Nick's favorite YouTube series, BuzzFeed. What's the name of it? Is it Unsolved? I don't think Unsolved? Unsolved went here. What didn't you tell me? Rolling that they did? Hills. Rolling oh, Hills. okay, no, no, okay. 
Yes, not BuzzFeed. But didn't Bobby say that she's been on TV and has yeah, been interviewed? Yeah, she's been on TV a few times. She said she didn't like it, though. in these parts. There was, um, I think someone was trying to... It actually reminded me of a story. She was oh, telling us yeah. about how someone was trying to record, not a podcast, but like was trying to stream, and the stream oh, yeah. kept shutting off at the same point in the interview. Like they kept retrying and retrying, and it kept shutting off at the same point. Yeah. Oh, I remember what was too the point? that I w- I Dr. Was... Best is very into technology. Yeah. Like being a doctor, he had all the newest technology and stuff. Um, so he was very interested in a lot of people claim that uh, he interacts with technology like that just to mess around. I was hoping he would do it. Well, I'll leave Flash- that for later. Flashlights not working and things. But Aaron, I thought where you were going was the one person like that came in a little like a few weeks before us that said like the no. devil was in the basement. No. I wasn't no, going to include oh that because that was like a uh, a very disrespectful Yeah, no, that's person. what I, Yeah, no, that's what I was getting at. Like this person just comes in there like, "Oh, yep, this is here." And, and even I'm like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we were down there. The only devil I saw was Nick. Yeah. True. <laughs> Because um, I was the only one that could fit down there. <laughs> exactly, it was unnatural. But no, all I'm saying with that is like, yeah, that that woman or whoever it was, I think she said it was a woman, just came in and was like, oh yeah, you got some down there. And she and Bobby has worked there for years, and she's like, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. Well, she said people with very particular um, beliefs beliefs would yes. come in and, and impose yes. those on. Yeah, you know, and it's like yeah. okay, like self proclaimed psychics would be like, oh, I sense. XYZ here. Yeah. yeah okay. I, um, I hope she doesn't get a lot of those. It doesn't sound like she does. No, I think nah. this was the first she's yeah. had. Um, but update from Bobby. Duncan did serve in the military or in the medical oh. corps. I'm we gotta sorry. get her on. Can phone her in, phone her in. <laughs> <laughs> um so she also says Christopher desperately wanted to be a part of the Civil War. But he was a young teen at the time. And one of his favorite stories oh yeah, one of his favorite stories was talking about marching the boys off to war with a flag his grandmother had sewn. That is pretty cool. Imagine that being like a young kid and like seeing all the older kids in the neighborhood go go out. Yeah. Wow. But uh so maybe it is a military person. That's or what a I military getup. Let us know what you think in the, the comments. At there David. you go. At David Hoy. <laughs> yeah, David Hoy, please respond to the Spotify Q&A. It's my only, it's really at this point, the only thing keeping me going day in, day out, waiting for David Hoy's <laughs> Spotify QA answers. We might have to stop releasing episodes till David responds. <laughs> <laughs> Hold the show hostage. <laughs> um, so I think the last piece of uh, evidence that we've um, gathered from other people is the uh, EVPs that I have linked here. So we'll start with, I guess, the first EVP. is the Dr. Best House and Medical Museum, Middleburg, New York, EVP.mp3. Middleburg and Chatham are both very old, so I'm assuming you've been there before. It's about an hour away from here. 
Okay. So, what did you okay. guys hear? Because I know what that guy heard, but... Did I hear at the end the word yes? But well, I think that... that was the guy that was, yeah, was doing the EVP. Sure I, I don't know. I heard a ghost sneeze I or something. I think I heard a very <laughs> faint whisper of maybe something. Like... Yeah, I heard like a almost like the walkie-talkie over and out like... I don't know that it picked up over the mic. Around like 12 seconds in, that's that's what I heard. But nothing... Late on us, Aaron. <laughs> nothing to write home about on this one, in my opinion. Well, do we have what it was supposed to have said or no? Based on what the guy's reaction was, it was supposed to have said yes. Oh, oh, like he was quoting what he heard. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, no. That's my MVP <laughs> right now. No. <laughs> but no, I mean, we don't know what we think about EVPs. But I don't want to speak for everyone. Actually, sorry to interrupt you, but Fallon, what do you what do you think about EVPs? Are you swayed by them at all? Um, uh, I think it depends. I don't remember what episode you guys first did EVPs, but I kind of agree with what was brought up in that one. That like. It's really easy to have your hearing swayed if you know what you're supposed to hear. Um, I still don't know about that one where like the little boy is calling dad. I think that one is pretty clear. Yeah, I think uh, I think we'll get to that one maybe the next one or one after. Well, don't say that. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> I I don't remember. That's why I'm saying maybe. I think. For the next one on the list, try not to look at the title of this one, um, just so it doesn't give it away. I see you also have a toy gun here. Have you ever shot a real gun? What did you guys hear? I heard... The voice of like someone who smoked so long, like they need that thing. They had like a hole in their throat and they had like a vocoder thing and like a robot voice saying, no, you know? Yeah. It's the sound. <laughs> like auto-tuned, the... no. Yeah. I don't know how real it is, but that was the clearest EVP I've heard so far. <laughs> like what was that though? It wasn't the voice of a, of a person. It was like a, definitely sounds like a very computer techno. generated. Yeah. yeah. Nick. It almost sounds like Oriana saying oh, it no. Kind of, it kind of does. It, Is it that a League of Legends reference? It, it, it sounds like a ro- it sounds like a robot saying no. Yeah, like one of the mechs from Hearthstone, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway, nerddom aside, what do you guys think? <laughs> Yay or nay on this EVP? Nay. My answer is <laughs> <laughs> I think the pro- I think the problem with EVPs it's like if it sounds too clear then it's like okay that was just a person but then if it's not clear enough then it, obviously you can't make anything out of it and then this but then like this one it sounds clear but it, it doesn't it sounds like a robot this I wonder if they're using an app or a program that claims to hear you know pick up on audio and then turn like turn it interpret into it something? Tur- yeah interpret it as speech and then 
does uh you know text to speech oh to, my, to output what, oh my what if we use ai <gasps> oh my goodness AIs and blockchain and we Cloud make computing. evp nfts abcd i'm in xyz all right so we're not sold on that one <laughs> let's try the next one you will in a We don't mean to disrupt you. Um, I didn't hear anything there. Yeah, to be honest, I heard nothing. <laughs> like I, I don't like even a, know, like, like a sneeze or like a like a little like shuffling, maybe. At like I don't even know. I close my eyes when I listen, so I can just really try and focus. Actually, I heard something about. George Lopez and Florida? <laughs> no, no, no. That was last episode. Oh, oh. I'll get my EVPs mixed up. I don't think it, any of them were really in their prime of uh, when George Lopez was alive. <laughs> neither was neither would have been the ghosts. <laughs> nah, it's Last fine. episode, though. Don't worry about it. All right. So we'll go to the, our last EVP. Hopefully, we get something out of this. I know the people that were here before us doing something similar to what we're doing. They may have been a little scary to you. No. This guy's either got the best hearing on the planet, or we're all just dumb. Okay, I'm sorry, but this is the only one I actually heard. Really? Yeah. What'd you hear? What'd you hear? I heard no. You did? Yeah. What do you know about what time or not? It's like right at the end. Like so like when the guy yeah. says okay, no, it's like a millisecond before that. I heard it too. Yeah. I hear a little tiny quiet sound that isn't doesn't sound like the static, but so in in defense of the people who record these and claim they hear stuff, they're not hearing what we're hearing, right? They're hearing they're much closer to the audio source in person. We're hearing, like, we're basically hearing, like, secondhand, right? Not only are yeah, we not hearing funny. it from the device that's playing the voice, supposedly, but we're hearing it then through another microphone and then through potential... Com- I mean, these are wave files, so they probably aren't compressed at all, but... Yeah. So maybe people hear them clear in real life? And we'd have to do well. a session ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. We have to can get still own. get tickets to the paranormal investigation. When is it? I don't remember when it is. Um, but crazy theory. What if only like you know how we've said time and time again, certain people are more predisposed to hearing and experiencing things. Like Bobby is probably predisposed to hearing and seeing things <laughs> um what if certain people can like only certain people can hear these evps can hear yeah or can get a response i don't that can know. be heard by anyone either either mm. i don't know but then what wait do you, okay following that do you think then you can have an audio file that 
one person can hear the voice in and another person can't. That's what I'm saying. Like Fallon said she clearly heard no. And I don't think any of the three of us heard anything. No, I, I heard the no too. Okay, but, I but bet does you... that explain the other three that I heard nothing? <laughs> but how Fair. could that be if it's the same audio? That'd be so weird. That would be so weird. Because you should hear yeah. the same. Well, I'll say based on the, the volume and the if you have any noise cancellation on your headphones or if you have an air conditioner on, you're going to miss that. No, because it was very low. Mm. But that'd be so interesting, Aaron. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that would be possible through like recordings, but maybe in person, I wouldn't be surprised if some people can hear things in person. Other people can't. Yeah. Um, so I think that's most of the evidence we have from Bobby, like given from Bobby to other, or like from other people to Bobby to now us, um, I guess credit to whomever, uh had originally made these evps we appreciate it and we're not trying to make money off you <laughs> um actually they'll be sold on the wednesday 9 p.m store yeah <laughs> w9pm.com slash shop it's in it's like an nft but it's a evp exactly evp <laughs> nft exactly we're in you business. just take a picture of like the play button <laughs> <laughs> um so kind of to wrap things up, let's talk about our own personal investigation here. We tried to witness things. Um, I guess I'll go first on what I witnessed. I really, I tried to bring my A game here. I downloaded an EVP <laughs> app on my phone. That's I, totally legit, probably. Um, what was your methodology for choosing the app? It was free. um so uh that popped out a bunch of words um some of them kind of made sense others really made no sense as uh, nick can attest to um but it did at one point say stare and then when we got to the bottom of the stairs it said up and we both looked up and didn't see anything. And I looked back on the uh, on the recording, and there wasn't anything that was there, unfortunately. So, at least that I saw on the first go through of it. So maybe if I go through it in more detail and see something, I'll update. But uh, yeah, I don't think it was anything, or I did not experience anything. It was a little ominous in the little boy's room, though. You really yeah, got in the, there. Uh, a picture of Jesus. Oh, that was a creepy image. It was just faded over time, I think. Yeah. But for me, it was a bust. Now, I don't know. I think we have to take this time to shout out the real MVP of the ghost hunting apps, Dexter. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. Fallon's brother downloaded an even worse app than I did where he could like see the ghosts coming at you and I'm half certain it's like a game where it's like Pokemon Go but with ghosts. You found at least a dozen ghosts there. Fallon, did you notice anything, experience anything that you want to share? 
Okay, I have two stories. The, f- the first one might be a little more legit than the second. But while you and I think Nick were in the little boys room with your EVPs, um, I was taking pictures of you guys and it 100% was not your flash aiming at my camera, but we saw orbs. Mm. Picture um, in the show Nick's notes. favorite. Yeah. Truly. But a hundred percent wasn't the flash of your camera pointing at my lens. <laughs> um the second is while you guys were also doing EVPs in like that back office room, I mysteriously got two one time passwords for my Amazon account. Oh, but no yes. known login attempt was ever made on my account. So <laughs> Throwing back to Dr. Vest uh, being intrigued by technology, he has traversed centuries of technology to send me one-time passwords. And what do you think he would have bought if he got into your Amazon account? Not Bath and Body Works, that's for sure. Also, ironically, I think I was at my house on like Sunday of that week, and there actually was a fraudulent charge on our credit card. From oh, my no. Amazon account. <laughs> but it wasn't made from my account. It was no, like he was trying to else's. warn you. He was trying to warn you. Yeah. So shout out to Dr. Best. Best best ghost. Uh, literally, right? True. So That's uh, funny. Nick, did you experience anything? Not particularly. I did. I went around into that back little, mm. like the very back room up on the second floor while you guys were in James's room. I just had, like, the flashlight on my phone on, and I was just looking around, but, I mean, it's just weird to, like, be in an old house at night by yourself. With the lights off? Well, I mean, we had, I had my flashlight on, and Bobby had her flashlight on, so it wasn't, like, pitch black, but. Was if you wanted it to be. Drops your sanity. (laughs) Yeah. Well. We didn't. We didn't even ask to go up at night when it was dark, right? We had give, we had gotten the tour of the upstairs when it was light out, still, so we could see stuff. True. And then we're just hanging out downstairs, taking up way too much of Bobby's time. <laughs> and I keep I forgot I keep making faces at Nick or something, and Bobby kept interpreting it as like me wanting or us wanting to ask. <laughs> to go or was upstairs. it Fallon's mom or Fallon, someone kept interpreting it as us wanting to ask to go back upstairs in the dark. So I, I think like, that it was Bobby kind of interpreting it because my mom like hyped you guys up as these like great <laughs> ghost hunters. Um, <laughs> Wait, but really? Also, <laughs> yes. But also I That's think low-key my mom wanted to go up. And so she's like, oh yeah, yeah, the guys want to go up. Totally. <laughs> that makes sense. I'm like, I don't want to go back up in the dark. And that makes sense because I kept asking Bobby questions or asking her questions and she was like, that's it? Like, those are the best questions you can have? I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I think they're good questions. So that makes a lot of sense that she maybe she expected we had like a lot of prior experience asking things and like going around. So that's, that's, that makes sense now in retrospect. But. but yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, it was definitely weird. And being in James's room, we went into Aaron and I were in that like little like corner like back like cabinet or storage cabinet thing and mm. nothing in there from what i i did feel like it did feel a little uneasy being in that boys room i don't know if it was the darkness or me hoping there was something but it did feel a little off 
I also think part of it is like the knowledge of knowing like someone probably died right there where you're standing. Yeah. Like that's just a little creepy. It's like one thing when you go to a cemetery, like, okay, there is a dead body like mm. here. But like to be in someone's house, like their personal room, like the bed is pretty much just as they left it. His uniform was on the bed, remember? Mm -hmm. Like it, it's a little ominous. Yeah. So, Frank, wrap us up here. Did you experience anything? I don't know. <gasps> okay, that's it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> when Nick and Aaron were in that room in the corner, and I was like, I'm not going in there. This was previous. I swear I heard three knocks. Three I heard just that too. soft knocks, like wood wall knocks. And I, I don't know if Nick and Aaron, you remember me being like, did you guys just knock? Like, hey, did you guys just knock I on the wall? I do remember you asking that. And I was like, no, I, I leaned up against the door. Yeah, so I'm not 100% sure, but I was standing right next to Troy. And I low-key like saw his hand move. But I'm really, I, I couldn't get a straight answer out of him if it was him or not. I was about to say, so mean, meanwhile, all this is going on, Troy is saying to me, hey, watch this, watch this. And going around make, trying to make noises and, and spook people. Yeah. Um, I, I will say, I, I thought I heard that twice, but it still was too subtle. So I, I didn't really, couldn't really attribute to anything. Um, and I, I didn't hear anything. Well, Troy's not here to defend himself. So I think we should use him as a scapegoat. That's true. We could say it was him, but we'll say the entire time I was trying to lag behind a bit. And just while people were looking at the room, I was trying to face the opposite way and stare like into the dark corridors. Just I was just trying to give as many opportunities as possible for <laughs> things to happen in my peripheral. It region. always happens when you're not looking. But I think in the meantime, Nick was like behind that door in the back room and scared the crap out of Bobby, who like thought she was having a ghostly experience. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it was a spooky environment, and we have a amazing picture of Nick. Nick walked up ahead of me, um, into a dark like. The one room was totally pitch black and he stepped into a room that was lit. And we have this perfect picture, which I took. I was like, wait, Nick, st stand there, stand there. Let me take this picture. If it's okay with Aaron, because this is kind of Aaron's episode. I think it should be the cover picture. And I'll have this. Look at this picture. Oh, I did see that yeah. one. That's nice, right? Yeah. So, Nick's silhouette. Um, the only thing it needs is a flashlight shining towards you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right that, that would be cool what would that look like yeah so i didn't experience anything and to be totally honest i left here with the impression that i think i've gotten actually more skeptical as time has gone on from doing the show not skeptical in the sense of like i don't think anything exists exists but i'm fairly convinced that you can't go to a quote-unquote haunted location and goad whatever might be there into showing itself you know, mm. I think it just doesn't work that way. I think that if there are things at all, they will manifest themselves either regardless of who is there or what is there or on their own time, on their own agenda for their own reasons. And more often than not, it's not going to line up with what you want from yeah. going there, you know? Yeah. Like the the best family has... I mean, I don't know if I'd say reason, but like they kind of knew Bobby and her family. 
Um, so maybe there's a reason for them to interact so frequently with Bobby. That's true. There's personal um, connection versus us. We're just some strangers that half of us didn't even really know about Middleburg before <laughs> setting foot. But in now we'll movie. never forget. True. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Who yeah, knows yeah. if there's anything in the Dr. Best house, but I personally want to believe. So. I, I'm also a little bit glad because I was the slowest person to run out of the house having <laughs> had my ACL surgery. So y'all would have left me to deal with the ghost myself, I'm sure. I would never. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I think that just about wraps things up for tonight. Any parting comments, questions? Yeah. Or? Questions forever. I mean, I had a lot of fun traveling out there and doing that like the the feeling of being with everyone and like getting excited going there and then being there getting a private tour and such was awesome so i think we should do it again we should find more places that will let us do things like this i want to know what you guys thought in general like would you do this again and yes yeah because it was pretty fun whether even though we didn't see anything and we didn't get stuff thrown at us or hear spooky things or see nice friendly ghosts or smell toast or anything i still had a lot of fun it was very cool there's something very entertaining about being told a ghost story firsthand where it happens Yeah. yeah so i know you guys probably don't know what this show is but there is this show called voyagers and they were basically time travelers and they would show up in an era and the timeline would be wrong and they had to fix it and I felt kind of like going back in time, like literally being transported. Like it was not like we were in 2023. It was just like fully immersed and Bobby like telling us the ways of like the old times. Like it was very authentic and enjoyable. And how can you not enjoy history like this? Yeah. Yeah. It's like less history when it's or it feels like less it feels less like history when it's in your face and like you can look and not touch, but look real close. Mm-hmm. And yeah, stuff, and get up you know? uh, with the human skulls that are on display. Oh, yeah, there were human bones there. Yeah, wait, who's. They were, who's they bones were for medical purposes. That doesn't. <laughs> that doesn't anyway, right. we're going to end it there. <laughs> uh, so part two, <laughs> part two, who's the bone hunter? <laughs> um, so I think we'll wrap up there. Thank you, Fallon, for joining us on this episode. Thank you, Bobby, for uh, everything that you've done. Thank you to the Middleburg Library and the Dr. Best Museum. Thank you, Troy, for making us think that there were ghosts there. Yeah. And thank you guys for joining us Wednesday at 9pm that's all for tonight check out the show notes and all references used via the link in the description we hope you enjoyed the show we'll see you next Wednesday at 9pm
115, 107, 105, 98, 105, 100, 105, 32, 116, 111, 105, 108, 101, 